Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Sneaky Sports Podcast, episode 112 on this Thursday, March 10th, March 10th, 2022. Nick and Frank, how we doing on this action-packed sports day? Yeah, I'm doing great. As you said, a lot's been going on in the sports world recently. I'm excited to talk about a lot of it today. And, you know, it's March, which means a lot of college basketball stuff is going on. And that's exciting as always. Yeah, the NFL quarterback movement was pretty nuts over the past couple of days. So it's been interesting to see kind of reshuffling. We never really see this much, you know, throughout an offseason, but the game's changing. Kind of tell. Yeah, I just um, finished watching the Syracuse Duke game. Um, we were up one, up 79-78 without Buddy Beheim, um, our best player. And then they go on a 10-0 run to close the game out. All I'm saying is if, you know, we had Buddy, things would have been different. We would have been ACC champions, but it's unfortunate. <laughs> he, he took the t- uh, the cheap shot um, on one of Florida State's players. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. You know, he deserved it. Uh, we move on. Um, anyways, moving on to what we'll talk about in today's episode We'll talk about Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, you know, going back to Green Bay, Russell Wilson being traded to the Broncos, Carson Wentz also being traded respectively to the Commanders, Carson the Commander, Calvin Ridley being suspended for betting on NFL games, um, pretty crazy stuff over there, um, some notable transactions in the NFL offseason so far, we'll talk about those as well, and moving on to the NBA portion of today's episode, we'll talk about the highly anticipated Sixers Nets game tonight on TNT. Ben Simmons makes his return to Philadelphia. And we'll wrap things up with some talk to us Thursday, as always. So without further ado, let's dive on in. But wait, we cannot dive on in just yet because we have to talk about, um, you know, our rating and reviewing. And that made no sense, but we didn't have any new reviews to read uh, for today's episode. But I just want to, you know, take the time to say, if you would be so kindly to do so, rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It really helps us out in the podcast algorithm, you know, to push our podcast out to new um, sports, you know, lovers, you know, maybe we can, thanks to you guys, you know, clicking that one button, it could, you know, have that one kid or that one guy or that one girl, you know, find our podcast. So we would greatly appreciate it if you guys did that. And now let's jump on into today's episode Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, they're back in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers confirmed he is going back to the Packers. Um, the deal that he signed, the four-year, $200 million deal, he, he denied that. He, he said that, you know, it wasn't true, um, but he did confirm he is going back to the Packers. So we don't even know how long that's for, but we do know next season he will be a Green Bay Packer, and that's really all that matters. As for Aaron, uh, Devontae Adams, excuse me, they placed a franchise tag on him. So the Packer running, running it back, you know, obviously moving forward, this puts them in a tough spot with, you know, their cap space. I would only imagine that, you know, by signing, you know, Aaron, by giving Aaron Rodgers like $50 million next season, franchise tagging Devontae, pushing back all these contracts, it feels like they're backloading all these deals. So then in the future, their cap space situation will look terrible. Like it really feels like they're going in, all in for these next one or two years. And then after that, their cap space is, is going to eventually get the best of them. I think Jair Alexander is a free agent soon. So you have to look at it, you know, if he is going to walk or if the Packers won't have enough money to, you know, pay him or when Devontae Adams next year comes around, you know, you have to pay him eventually. You can't franchise tag him forever. 
So it's going to be interesting with that. But, but I think as a Packer fan, you have to look at these two moves and just say like a, a big sign of relief. I mean, just getting these two guys back is huge. I don't care what the future is going to hold of, oh, we'll be doomed in cap space in 2029. Like just having these two guys on the roster instantly propels you to championship contending status. And I don't care about all the narratives, how they choke and stuff. Like, sure, they've came up short in the playoffs, but you know, you have to realize only one team out of 32 can win it all every year. So just being in that conversation, I think, is is more than enough. And eventually, if you keep them around long enough, you have to think they'll get over the hump eventually. I mean, Rodgers has also been playing his best football ever. I mean, he's won two back-to-back MVPs. Devontae Adams was on a pretty friendly team deal before, you know, his contract is up now. He was been the best wide receiver in the NFL for the last two or three years. So obviously it's a good sign to bring them back, but they're going to lose a lot of pieces. Uh, you know, Devontae Campbell, who was a first team all pro linebacker might not be able to, you know, return to the Packers. Um, Robert Tunyon's a free agent, Alan Lazard. They have a ton of guys Darius Smith's going to leave. I mean, they, they, they're going to lose a lot of guys. So that's why it's really important to hit on draft picks and, you know, the Packers have a history of not really doing that. Eric Stokes was a solid player last year, but besides that, they didn't get much from the draft. Um, I don't know. I, I'm a little concerned about this. I think Rodgers' deal is ultimately going to end up being one or two more years, and they'll just tag Devontae again if they have to next year. Then they'll let him walk, and Rodgers will probably retire. But, I mean, think about it too, though. You, you know, the NFC got a lot weaker. Russell Wilson's gone. Tom Brady is retired. You know, the only really other superstar quarterback Rodgers has to go against in the NFC is Kyler Murray or Dak Prescott and Matthew Stafford compared to the AFC where, you know, one division has four great quarterbacks. So the NFC got weaker um, and, and, and that's a good sign for the Packers. You know, their team might have gotten worse, but a lot of other teams did in that conference as well. Mm-hmm. I definitely think this is a move the Packers had to make, but it does lead to a lot of question marks and one of my big ones is like what do they do with Jordan Love at this point I uh, you know I think Aaron Rodgers is going to play two more years I, th- I think his contract's going to be two more years and it's like at that point Jordan Love will have already been in the NFL for four years doing nothing like I don't really know what his trademark it is right now um would he play in the one game this year I can't say that really helped or hurt his value um but I, it's just a, a messy situation as you talked about not hitting on draft picks that's a miss because even if Jordan Love turns out to be good, it's not going to be for the Packers at this point. So, but yeah, I mean, the Packers, they'll be good next year. You're absolutely right. The NFC is weaker. Um, really, the only other team is the Rams. Um, the Cowboys have a lot of stuff to figure out. The Cardinals, you said with Kyler Murray, same thing. They got a lot of stuff to figure out. So I think the, the Packers will be right back in the mix again for the NFC championship and probably the Super Bowl um, for as long as these two guys are here. What about the NFC North? I mean, that division is probably the worst division in football. You get the it, Lions. It's up there. I mean, the it Bears helps playing are, the Bears and Lions twice every year. Yeah, Lions, yeah, Bears, exactly. and then the Vikings, you know, as much as we love the Vikings and think, you know, eventually, like, with the talent they we have, that they can get the over Vikings. the hump. Well, all right, not, not we, but I, as much as I love the Vikings, like, I think they're a very talented roster. Um, there's just a lot of unknown. Like, they haven't put it all together yet. So until they put it all together, you know, I'm not sure they can make a run and be a 10-11 win team. So – there's probably three non-playoff teams in your own division that you get you know, five, five wins a year at least on. Mm-hmm. So it's a... Exactly. And they only need 10, 11 wins to win the division and get a home game. And I mean, they've been pretty consistent at getting like the one seed. So the last two years. So, you know, they'll, they'll be right in the mix every year as long they've, as Aaron Rodgers is there. They've done a really bad job with their cap situation though as well. Like the year they drafted Jordan Love, you drafted AJ Dillon in the second round and then you, you re-signed Aaron Jones to a big deal and you let your all-pro center walk. It's just like a lot of 
very confusing moves that this team makes. Like they, they've hit on some great free agent signings like Devondre Campbell and like Rasul Douglas, but you know, these guys have played really well for the Packers. And, you know, when time comes, push comes to shove and they're looking for some contracts, you know, now that you paid Rodgers and Devontae all this money, it might not be there for those guys who've been key contributors for the defense. Yeah, I agree with that though. But talking about the offensive line and how like they let Corey Lindsley walk, just think about the offensive line they had out there, you know, this season. They had a lot of guys that we thought in preseason were, you know, not starting caliber guys, but they came in and, and put together a top five oh, offensive line. They had guys who in preseason we thought were just like, you know, bums. They, they do an excellent job, especially with their blocking schemes, LaFleur and everything for the offense, you know, to have the least amount of pressure possible on the offensive line. And Rodgers does a great job with that, with help and protection, protections and stuff. But like you said, the offensive line for a bunch of, you know, guys, undrafted free agents, you know, Josh Myers, the center, second rounder, you know, Runyon, um, Joshua Yeeman, who filled in at left tackle, uh, P- Tim Patrick as well. Like they had a bunch of guys fill in and they all played really well, like you said, you know, but the, the problem is, you know, now with Rodgers and Devontae, you don't even have even that second guy. They traded for Cobb. He's washed. Tanya but they didn't have lost. that second guy anyway. When did they yeah, ever but, have that second guy? Yeah, they never had it. That second they still guy have now. Aaron Jones. They still have <laughs> AJ Dillon. Look at all never these had that second guy receiver. You have multiple guys. Yeah, but losing Alan Lazard doesn't move the needle on the Packers because no, he wasn't a difference maker anyway. <laughs> hit on it. Listen, even this year in the draft, a guy like Jahan Dotson is going to be uh, Jahan Dotson is going to be Wait, available around. Absolutely, you can get a seriously good playmaker in the late first round, which is where they probably should go. But that's where they should. Who be. knows with them? Yeah, but you can get playmakers in the second and third. Well, absolutely. Round. I mean, you like get, AJ Brown's, DK Metcalf's. There's a ton of guys that we've seen like they just got to hit on their draft picks, and especially. They, they, with receivers, they always they're always ready to contribute right away too. So mm-hmm. if they if they can hit on the receiver and get one of these really just really talented rookies, then they'll be in a great especially spot. with a good quarterback too. Like yeah, it, it should, exactly. there's no reason why he can't produce a thousand yards if he's that mm-hmm. guy right away. So I'm not worried about that. But like, I don't how know. Many just, draft picks do they have? Like honestly, like do they have a lot? A decent like, amount. And you know what? If I'm if I'm Green Bay and Rodgers is playing for two more years, I'm just gonna trade Jordan Love now and. You know, yeah, I don't know right. how much it's worth, but I'll take that draft capital now. We're all in now. This is it. I We're agree. all in now. Give me a second and a third rounder for him, potentially. Mm-hmm. I'll take that because we need every pick possible to, to build as best of a team possible through the draft and hit on all of our picks. Yeah, so the work? Packers have much? picked 21 and 59. There's yeah, no I, excuse for them to not get a legitimate playmaker there. I think, Love, you could probably get a second and a third rounder. I don't I, – I, you're obviously not probably going to get a first at this point, but – I, I think a second and a third rounder is probably fair, or maybe two second rounders, two third rounders. But I'd want all my picks this year, to be honest with you. I will absolutely. Now, if they got two seconds, that would be huge. I mean, listen, look at a team like the Colts now. They have all that cap space, and, like, they don't have a quarterback. Like, do they really feel confident in paying Mitchell Trubisky $15 million a year to start for them or trade no. you know, a couple picks for Jordan Love? You know, some teams are in sticky situations. Well, even but, but like, like Jordan Love is such a big unknown for the Colts. The Colts, yeah. the last thing the Colts want is a guy who's a, a total unknown. The I thing mean, is, you have to think about it this way as well. Jordan Love was in the draft a couple of years ago. The Colts also didn't have a quarterback at that time. Some teams were scouting Jordan Love. Some teams might have been high on Jordan Love as well. You know, teams that were interested in him then probably are still interested in him now a little bit. You know, you got you to gotta think about it this way. He played okay in his first game. The no, Chiefs defense didn't getting they better, uh, but... sign Phillip Rivers in that free agency, the Colts? Yeah, I mean, the Colts have that. had six different starting quarterbacks in the last six years. Yeah, but they had Phillip Rivers signed by the time the draft happened, so they weren't looking for a quarterback. I disagree with that. 
I mean, they knew Rivers was only going to be there for one no, year. No, I agree, but, like, I mean, clearly they passed on him. Who did they take in their first round? I think Michael Pittman or well, something? Well, I, I think know. everybody passed him because he wasn't really him, – he didn't really have a first-round grade. I think a lot of teams were looking to take him in the second round, and that's where okay, the whole controversy came from to begin with. But if you that's were so team. high on him, you would probably have a first-round grade. That's what I would assume. So Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not in those rooms, but I think being high on somebody but also knowing their value – is, no, you know, I, I just think the Colts, that would be a terrible mistake. Like, I'm not I mean, going to get them for super cheap. I wouldn't give up like multiple second round picks. No, but. I'm not. No, I th- I still think it's a big mistake because I'm not going to bash Jordan Love for the KC game versus the Chiefs. But like, this is a roster that is built to contend. You don't want to like Darius Leonard even said it. We've had like five quarterbacks in five years. Like, let's just have some like consistency. You don't who want a total get? unknown. Who are they going to get? They don't have a first round pick. Jimmy G, at least a guy who, you know, Jimmy G is a guy that, like, you know what he is. You know yeah, what he is. Yeah, can hand the ball off very well if, to Jonathan Taylor. Okay, but stop. But you know what he is. Jordan Love is a uh, the biggest unknown ever. You, He could be a superstar for all we know, but he could be a massive bust. I mean, yeah. you don't even know what he is at this point. I mean, listen, the reality of it is the, the Packers played on, you know, Rodgers' downfall. He won back-to-back MVPs, and, you know, they're in a bad situation because of it. And their front office has done a poor job drafting, which is why this roster is not as good. They've done well in free agency. But, you know, those guys They're want not money. in a poor spot, though. I mean, Aaron Rodgers playing so well the has roster, kind of put them in a, in a still great spot. The roster's they have a pretty questionable over. roster right now, for yeah, sure. The roster's gotten worse over the past couple of seasons. It, it probably has, but, like, they have made, what, the NFC Championship 2019 versus the 49ers. They make it to the NFC Championship again 2020. Like, the last three years, they've been in, like, the number one yeah. seed, number two seed contention. Like they, And I don't have any doubt that they'll do it again. It's just at the end of the day, they got to win the big game. And they, and eventually I think you will, like, I think a lot of people are just so impatient. It's been three seasons of not, you know, of falling short under LaFleur. You yeah, give they it don't five have that much more time. Yeah, but you give it five seasons. I get my odds would be that you win at least one in five seasons. You've also been a home field advantage in multiple games in the NFC. Yes, but well, it happens. This is a single elimination won. tournament. I understand that, but you know, the best, you know, so-called best quarterback in the NFL for the last two years, the MVP, you, know, you got, you got to win those games. There's no excuse. There's no excuse. Yeah, but, like, okay, nobody talks about how Lamb was again, or, like the Arctic in like in January. Like it's like it's ten degrees every game. Like they should just build a dome. I mean, that's another. Think they use that for an event. It's an advantage for them, if anything. Rogers oh, loves the fact that it's cold. And- I just disagree with that. It's supposed to be an advantage when you have to throw the ball in ten degree weather. I mean, to me, that's not an advantage. I mean, Jimmy G was better than Aaron Rodgers on the last drive of the game. Is the reality of it is you got you got outplayed by a below average quarterback. I mean, oh, he got outplayed. <laughs> I don't think he got outplayed the entire game by Jimmy. No, Jimmy. on the last drive in the fourth quarter, a below Can't, average quarterback uh, played better than Aaron Rodgers. All right, maybe, but like, I'm just saying, like, you had to be a little bit patient. I, you know, the Patriots think, went ten years without without winning a Super Bowl in the okay, dynasty. I think, I think three years in a row now, people are losing that patience. And okay, I understand it's, it's why. been three years. But give it five years. I think. You have to have the long term perspective. After five years, okay, but you're saying three years though. But then you said the Patriots went ten years, but the Packers have it's been twelve years for them. Okay, but in the okay, yeah, that's fair. But I'm just talking about in this Lafleur era. Ever since they kind of got back to contention, so they've been three years now, right? If they win one championship in the next two years, that's considered a massive success. Like I don't like that's considered a massive success. The roster's on a downfall. Your roster's only getting worse, and you're like, I don't know. The roster's only getting worse. How how much pieces that they lost? They lost Corey Lindsley, but their center this year was great. I mean, well, they're gonna they lose that guys guys very on the levels, Corey Lindsley. They're gonna lose Devontae Campbell, probably. They're gonna lose Alan Lazar. They're gonna lose Tunyon. They keep losing more and more and more. No, they they're lost gonna, okay, yes, but 
if you just keep the core guys, I don't believe they're going to drop substantially to a three or four seed. Yeah, they by the way, be around you're also solely relying seat. on Aaron Rodgers to throw 50 touchdowns and only five interceptions to even keep you afloat. Like, that's literally what they're based off of. And if Aaron Rodgers has even, like, a slightly below to average keep you a full graph, we just said they play in the NFC North. They win five games yeah, without but, even, like, but doing this isn't about winning the NFC North. Uh, who cares if they win the NFC North? No, but they're, they're going to win 12, goal. 13 games again. Yeah, so we're talking about position. the playoffs here. Yes. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't play up to his standards, which is, like, superhuman standards, if he plays even remotely below that, they're screwed. It's as simple as that. I, I agree with that, but like the NFC is not that strong. Like we said, like the Rams are gonna be that tough team you have to beat. But the Rams might listen, lose Von. The Rams listen, might lose listen, Von it, Miller. It's only March teams. right now. A lot of stuff happens. Like I, looking back, nobody would have expected the NFC to go the way it did last year. I get that there were some quarterbacks that left or retired, or but there's gonna be there's gonna be surprise teams. There's gonna be teams that are good, and I think to say the NFC is weak, like that's a little bit of a it's a weaker hundred percent. But the reality of it is, too, it's still early, like you said. But at the end of the day, I mean, Rodgers hasn't won the big game in the last couple of seasons. Okay, we're talking about if re-signing Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers is a good move. The answer is obviously yes. What do you it's want a good to move, look? but I mean, as I said, it comes with a lot I mean, of question marks. No, it's, it's, yeah, there's a lot, a lot more. I mean, it's better than not bringing them back for sure, but it just comes with a lot of questions. Yeah, but sports fans lose sight of the fact that, like, dude, winning the championship is so much harder than people make it seem. Just because you have an elite quarterback, it doesn't mean you're going to win a championship. Yeah, yeah, but, but they've been in a good position. I don't, I don't understand why you can't get it through your head no, that they've I, been in a good, no, I, yes, a they good position to, to win a championship the last three years, and they've fallen short every single yes, time. Yes, The Rocks okay, are getting right. worse. The quarterback's getting older. How many more chances do you want to give the guy? Right, yes. No, so hold on. It's been three years, right? No, it's been Let's, 12 years. Stop saying it's okay, been three okay, years. It's okay, been fine. It's been 12, years. whatever. It's been 12. I don't know why, whatever. like, the three-year window. Like, every team has coaches. Okay, okay, but just just overall – the NFL always has five, like there's always great quarterbacks. Like Tom Brady, he's had to deal with his whole career. Like there's always guys that are in a better position. Like the Packers haven't been in the best position to win a championship every single year, maybe once. And that's like kind of like, that's hard. Maybe one time they were the, be the best position to win. Yeah, but not every and team they, in the best position always wins. The Rams were- Yes, exactly. exactly. No, ex you're proving my point. Just because you're in the best position to win doesn't mean you're always going to win. You're also Stuff just happens, like man. how many more excuses do you want to make for Rodgers? Have you what, what can't you like? He's I'm fallen, not. He's, I'm not. I'm just saying. Playoff play has substantially dropped off from his. No, I'm season. just so we're talking about if this is a good move to bring him back. I think this is a great move to bring him back. Of course, you want them back. This is exciting for Packers fans. They're going to be in an opportunity to win a championship. And if they win a championship in the next one or two years, Frank, your opinion, you're going to sound like a complete idiot because why? Patience is is key. Just give it one or two. Just until he retires. Then we can say, oh, they, they fell short. But it's Obviously, not over yet. But it's their chances are going to continuously go down as he gets older and as the roster gets worse. Yes, but the Rams were – so, yes, it, chances might go down, but that doesn't leave it a 0%. They can still do it. No, and even if you get to the Super Bowl, they're still a good team. Yes, team of course. Uh, that's what I'm saying. It's so hard to win a Super Bowl. It's so hard. Like, it's yes, not a disappointment. Rodgers' playoff play has been a disappointment. Mm-mm-mm. That's fair. Uh, let's, uh, let's move on to yeah. Russell Wilson. I mean, now he's with the Broncos. That's competition that fell out of the NFC for Aaron Rodgers, even though the Seahawks are obviously going full rebuild mode. They haven't really been competition uh, in two years or three years. But. I mean, Russell Wilson – I mean, they were in the playoffs last year. The Broncos were, got yeah, Russell Wilson and a fourth-round pick. The Seahawks got two first-rounders, one this year, 2022 second-rounder, 2023 second-rounder, a fifth-round pick, and three players, two starters, Shelby Harris, defensive lineman, tight end Noah Fent, quarterback Drew Locke, who they'll probably have a competition with in training camp. So do you guys think this Broncos roster is good enough for us to win another Super Bowl? 
I'll start off. I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think the NFC West from this year will be like the AFC West next year. I think the Chargers, the Chiefs, and the Broncos will make the playoffs. But I don't know. I, I The AFC is so tough, and I think the Broncos are still – like I know they have a great receiving room, but there's still that one guy away, and I still think they need a little bit of help on the offensive line. Yeah, but they have a whole offseason to address it. I mean, this is a team that's won seven, eight games every year with – not even bad quarterback play, but like probably like the worst quarterback play possible. I mean, so they're, they're a good roster. They have players on defense and obviously the rumors that Von Miller's coming back and, you know, like they got plenty of time to address some of the holes they have and none of their holes are really that major. So, I mean, obviously adding an elite quarterback when you had the worst quarterback play in football, like that is such a major upgrade that can't go understated. Um, And like, they can easily win this division and get like a one or a two seed. I mean, the Chiefs that they like they took their foot off the gas a little in the regular season last year. They only won 12 games, which is a little below their standards. I mean, they're not going to win 14 games every regular season. So and they're probably going to lose Tyron Matthew. Yeah. So they're they're you know, it's I wouldn't be surprised if the Broncos won the division. And I don't see why they can't. If if Russell Wilson plays his best football, which there's no reason why he can't, I don't see why they can't. Look, this trade for the Broncos is a massive W. I am so sick. And and this was me as a Giants fan, bro. I am so heartbroken that we didn't get Russell Wilson. We were like apparently a couple picks shy, whatever. We didn't want to give one more first rounder, bro. Just give the first rounder. That, Nonetheless, the Broncos, you know, sure, they gave up two first round picks. They gave up Shelby Harris, whatever, Drew Locke. Like, that's not that much when you get a guy that's completely going to alter your franchise. He, th- This team would have been what? A 7-10 a and 10 team next year? I mean, let's come on. Let's be honest. You know, realistically seven speaking, team, like, the, the Raiders got a new coach now, and Derek Carr played good last year, and they will probably won't have all the controversy. They'd be the worst team in the AFC West. Yeah, so they'd be the worst team in the AFC West. And now you're looking at it like, sure, they might not win the AFC West because the Chargers and the Chiefs and the Raiders, but you have probably a, a shot. I wouldn't say it's impossible. Like, you have a 20% chance. I think, like, a 20% chance to win the AFC West. You're, you're in the mix. You're in the mix. You're, you're in the playoffs. And – that's all you really could ask for. And, and even if you don't win a Super Bowl, what people fail, fail to understand is Russell Wilson's only 33 years old. So he's going to be there for the next five years. Let's say five years and he retires, 38 years old, he retires. Okay, when he retires in five years, all your first-round picks are magically back. Oh, who would have thought? Oh, who would have thought? Wow, what, what an interesting – people act like they threw away their future – what future they, they threw away the picks that they were going to use probably to acquire other assets while Russell Wilson was there. I mean, they, they gave picks that Russell Wilson is going to be there. Like he's going to be there while the picks are gone. So yeah. it doesn't matter. Also, you're not going to get a quarterback of Russell like Wilson's caliber this year in the draft for sure. And next year, if you're a mid-tier team again, you're probably not going to get one of CJ Stroud or Bryce Young anyways. So the reality of it is they've done a hard, the Broncos have done a horrible job after Peyton Manning left when they got him for a couple of years, even though he was washed at acquiring quarterbacks, you know, they've always had a decently mid-level roster. Their roster now is probably as good as it's been. And you know what? They realized, you know what? We struggled to get quarterbacks in the past. We have a pretty solid roster. Instead of drafting a quarterback, let's go get a, an elite one right away. They did that. It was a good move on their part. And listen, Seattle's done an awful job drafting in the past couple of seasons. Their front office sucks. Everything sucks. Greg Olson called, it, called out the way that they coached there over there as well. Everything sucks. They traded two first-round picks for Jamal Adams. They didn't even have a first-round pick this year. Their team is terrible. They released Bobby Wagner. They traded Russell Wilson. They hadn't given him an offensive line. They're probably going to move on from Lockett. 
they're they're done. That's a that's a down spiraling organization. They've done an awful job drafting. They haven't given Russell Wilson any of the pieces around him to win a championship. Now Denver, he goes in there right away. They're probably going to make the playoffs. And two first round picks and two second round picks, big whoop. Like who cares? People overvalue draft picks in the NFL. You're not going to hit on all these picks, especially Seattle with their draft history. Since that boom Legion of Boom draft, they haven't gotten shit. They haven't. Bobby Wagner and Russell Wilson from the same were from the same draft. That was the last good draft they had. Their front office t- traded two first round picks for a safety, who's not even good. Like, geez, like he's a, he's a he's a good, I guess, right? I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's not like he's not elite, but he's not, he's he's a good no, player. Like he's at this point, he's middle of the pack. He can't cover. 70% of the plays in the NFL, 75% of the plays are passing downs. If you can't cover, you're useless. It's like, he's no, literally- I agree. Like Two first-round picks is insane. Like, it should have been a second-round pick. He's like Landon Collins 2.0. And look what happened to Landon Collins today. He got cut as well. I mean, this this trade for Denver is a no-brainer. The AFC is stacked, though, especially this division with quarterbacks. I mean, like, we're going to see Russell Wilson versus Herbert two times a year, Mahomes, Carr. Like, we're in, we're in some- from, for some throwers, and this is going to be the, be- the best division in the NFL. The yeah. Chargers, with all the cap space, will make the playoffs. The Broncos will make the playoffs, and Kansas City is going to be good at once again. Can we talk about, though, how the Seahawks front office didn't demand more? Like, my starting price would have been three first-round picks in either Jerry Judy or Pat Sertain. I agree, 100%. Get one young player that's promising and you three first. You didn't even get a cornerstone. You got a quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Stuck. You got a tight end. Albert O is just as good as Noah Fan, who's on the Broncos roster already. And and then Shelby Harris, a piece on the defensive line. He's like, like 30 what? years old, too. Shelby Harris is like, uh, is av- like he's like, like above, slightly above average. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? What is this trade? You're telling me you didn't get any better offer? Yeah, it's a bad trade. I, that's it's why like, I don't really know. I know you guys are saying people are like saying the Broncos give up too much. I don't really see anybody who said that. I mean, I think especially after the Matt Stafford trade. No, like, there was some people who said like the Broncos gave up too I much. I think that's I a very see. vocal minority, though. I just okay, I okay. Really don't think okay. after, especially the Matt Stafford trade, I'm sure most people have come around to the idea that like a franchise quarterback is more valuable than picks. I mean, especially I think you could argue Russell Wilson might be better than Matt Stafford and. Oh, I mean, he's on his yes, level. Of, of course he is. They really what are you, guys, Russell Wilson's better than Matt Stafford. What are we talking I think, about? I think Stafford's better, but I think it's really close. I mean, it's tough because, like, Russell Wilson missed a lot of last year, and Stafford kind of won a Super Bowl. But obviously, like, that's not really Russell Wilson's fault. But, you know, it's just, it's still that I don't think anybody could defend this trade from the Seahawks' point of view. What are they going to do this year? They're not going to draft a quarterback with their first-round pick this year. I mean, maybe they do. but They're it's, screwed. Yeah, they're they're in a really bad spot. But this what, is something what? I talked about. I I knew the Seahawks would move on from Russell Wilson. It wouldn't make sense to keep him either. The move would have been to get just more, really. Yeah. But. What do the Seahawks even have? What's your one? You have one franchise player on your roster right now, and that's it. You have DK Metcalf. That's it. Lockett's thirty. You don't have any pieces on the offensive line. You have like no good pass Diggs on the defense. Like he's he's probably like their best he's defensive. A pretty player. good player, but yeah, but he's not a cornerstone. Like you no, know, he's a Pro nothing. Bowl. He's a Pro Bowl caliber guy though. He's like he's like yeah, a, he's but, a star player. Like I mean, like, geez, a, like their team is fucking terrible. They're yeah, terrible. Yeah. Well, they're, yeah, I mean, they're entering a major rebuild. And but the but the fact of the matter is, you traded for these picks, and your front office has been so bad. I'm not even confident they'll hit on these picks. So I think they're going to be stuck in the rebuild for even longer. Well, that's why you got to think that. I, you know, I'm surprised Pete Carroll hasn't stepped down, but he's obviously going to coach this season. I'm guessing at the end of next season, we're going to see a major overhaul. Yeah, I, in Seattle. I agree. 
His philosophy, though, makes no sense. Well, he's, he, we've been questioning his philosophy for like two years now. Yeah. And John Schneider, John Schneider, like I said, has had one good. He's, he's had the Legion of Boom draft and the Russell Wilson and Bobby Wagner one. He hasn't, he hasn't had a good draft since. Mm -hmm. No, you're absolutely right. Um, yeah, it's just um, crazy for Seattle, but. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about Carson the Commander now. It still feels weird <laughs> calling him the Commander. commander. Um, Let's go. I mean, anybody who's watched more than like three seconds of this show already knows my thoughts on Carson Wentz. But uh, the Colts traded him. Great move. They got they swapped second round picks with Washington and they got a third round pick and another conditional that could become a second. Um, so Washington will also reportedly pay his entire massive salary, which is just a disaster. This trade's a disaster for Washington. I don't see how anybody can say otherwise. I don't see Carson Wentz playing better than anybody did for Washington last year. Um, he's injury prone, although he played most of last year, but he's just a bad quarterback. Um, as I always say, he had one good game versus the Jets and everybody lost their minds and deemed him the second coming of Christ and oh, he's better than Patrick Mahomes and this and that, but he's not. He's one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL and this trade is just awful. There's just no other words I can say. Yeah, um, so <laughs> this trade is pretty interesting because like it's weird with like statistics sometimes with stats. Because, like, when you look at Carson Wentz's stats, you legitimately see a, a quarterback, like, if you did a blind comparison with the stats, like, 27 touchdowns, seven picks, it's like, man, this guy's a top 10 quarterback. But, like, just, just sometimes, like, in short, he has moments. I do think he has moments where he plays, like, a top 15 quarterback. I, I do believe that. You've seen at times, like, he's very inconsistent. There's moments where he's really good, but that, that's the problem. There's moments where he's, like, not even a starting quarterback level quarterback and, and that's where like that happens a lot of the time the the commanders really just made a move out of desperation if you look at this i mean look at the timing of this the timing tells you everything russell wilson gets traded to the broncos aaron Rodgers resigns with the packers deshaun watson's not going to go anywhere so what happened was you know there was all these quarterbacks that you had your eye on they're all gone now so like you're like all right let's get carson wentz carson the commander like but, that's what they said. They got the worst. They got the worst guy. And I still don't understand why. Like at that point, okay. just want to understand why? Wilson said he wouldn't waive his no trade clause for Washington and Philly. So, yes, I understand. I read that as well. But it's like if you can't get Russell Wilson, then like, why do you need a quarterback? Like, why can't you just run it back with Heineke? You just Heineke. If you're bro, Wentz is making twenty eight million dollars. Taylor Heineke is or draft the quarterback. Like draft that's what I'm saying. Like anything else, I don't know why they had to go all out for Carson Wentz and like. They gave up some like decent picks, like a two third rounders. One might become a second rounder, like, and Listen, they're paying his whole salary. It just it just doesn't make any sense to me. As for all. you guys, as NFC East fans, this is a massive W. Wentz is well, of course awful. he's awful. He's I know. Awful. I'm sure Eagles like fans said, are going ben, nuts. The the stats the stats look good, but the bad plays that you get from him every game outweigh that. Remember the one handed lefty interception throw on his goal line in the game Titans. against the Titans, where they mm -hmm. should have won. Think about the last two games of the regular season. And I don't want to hear that bullshit that he didn't practice all week with COVID as an excuse. You were playing the Raiders defense, okay? Horrible mm -hmm. game at home against the Raiders defense. And then you go to Jacksonville, a team that had no business winning any game. Fire their head coach. Were disastrous all season. Trevor Lawrence played his best game of the season against your defense. Played a horrible game down there. You lost your team the last two games of the regular season. You lost your team the Titans game single-handedly because the bad plays outweigh all the good that he makes because he's not the same quarterback he's ever been since 2017. And he's a below average quarterback. And it makes yeah. no sense to take on the $28 million in cap space when you could have Taylor Heineke and added more playmakers 
and other positions for that money. You could have even paid Mitchell Trubisky $10 million and, and spent the other $18 million. There were so many better ways to go about this if you're Washington. It makes absolutely no sense. Mm -hmm. And you said it best when you said that Carson Wentz isn't consistent. And that's like the number one thing you look for in a quarterback is consistency. You want a guy that can lead your team and your teammates can trust and like you know what you're going to get out of him. And when you have Carson Wentz make these plays that are just so bad, it's like, I, I can't imagine the teammates feel like, did he really just do that? Like, we just lost the game because of that. Like, it just must be so deflating. And I mean, at this point, I mean, Carson Wentz, I mean, just to show how bad he played last year, he was traded for two, or was it a first rounder and like a conditional pick? And now he's getting thrown around for third round picks. Like, he, he, he's just awful. Like, I, I, like, the fact that his value plummeted that much that quickly is very telling. Yeah, I mean, if, if I'm, like, I don't know. Don't you guys feel this way too? It kind of feels like, teams NFL teams really don't like what they're seeing from these you know quarterbacks in the draft because it mm -hmm. feels like every team is set on a quarterback now I mean which teams really need a quarterback at this point not many really just the Colts I don't like the Colts but like they're gonna go Jimmy G it's looking like the Giants potentially, potentially with Daniel Jones but like it's not many teams who you look at okay they need a quarterback like I think Tampa the Bay issue is everybody's so impatient now everybody wants instant results and a lot of these quarterbacks are gonna have to sit for a year and like maybe teams aren't willing to do that. Um, like fan base think, is getting impatient when they're like, oh, we want to see this guy play now. Yeah. I think there's, that plays a factor. There's more teams that need quarterbacks than you think, though. I mean, the Saints need a quarterback. The Bucks need a quarterback. The Panthers need a quarterback. The Saints have Jameis, though. I don't know. No, they don't. No, Jameis is a free agent. Oh, Jameis is a free agent? Okay, okay. The Colts need a quarterback. The Steelers need a quarterback. And then you could argue that the Giants need a quarterback. So there's at least still The Giants aren't going to address quarterback in a draft. I'd be really shocked no, if they do. They're probably the Panthers are the most likely. The Panthers are definitely going quarterback in the draft. Well, some teams, we're going to find out more about the Deshaun Watson news tomorrow. And apparently, if that goes well, the Panthers are all in on him, supposedly. And I think Seattle was also interested in him. Okay, what about so the that, Giants, bro? We got to make a move. I'm telling you. I mean, look, if, if he's cleared, bro. Make a move. Make no. A move. Uh, what are you, you're crazy. I don't, this is I don't a top know. five quarterback who's like 25 years old. I just, uh, I don't, I don't like, and either way, the Giants aren't going to take that risk anyway. They're a very, they play no, things okay. safe. No, okay, no, I know, but like, this is if he's cleared. I'm not, obviously, if he's alleged or accused of whatever, like, like, obviously, then I don't want him. But if he's, yeah, clearly, I, mean, sure. I don't I know, just, like, you I have think, to, like, take a chance with, like, a guy. Who's I think the Giants are sticking with what they got this year, and then hopefully they can get somebody in the draft next year if things don't go well. Um, I don't, I don't see them. Making Money Mitch. Play. Money Mitch would be solid. Just, just get someone else in there besides Danny Dimes. The so draft next there. year is going to be two teams will get, you know, really good quarterbacks, though, with Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. Yeah, but so much I'm, changes in a year, too. Like, maybe, like, they won't be viewed as a franchise guy in a year. Maybe somebody else will. Like, yeah, like what so happened much. with, um, Spencer Rattler, he was he's supposed to be this like yeah, but, well now he's but Bryce Young quarterback. Bryce Young already won the Heisman and threw fifty touchdowns. Do you really think he's going to fall much far? No, no, I agree. You never know. You just you just never know. T.J. Stroud. I think another quarterback will probably bring himself into the conversation at least a couple. Oh, but of course, yeah. Next, of course. next year, certainly compared to this year, is is, is a home run. Even you know, just some those two guys. Some guys always bring themselves into contention yeah. with like some crazy season. Well, you already have CJ Stroud had an, an incredible year. And then even just look at the bowl game without Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave with him and with him and Jackson Smith and Jigba did. He was amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, like, and then see, and Bryce Young threw 50 touchdowns. And I, I get it. He plays at Alabama, but he was a number one quarterback coming in. And he, they really didn't have as many weapons as people thought this year, besides Mechie and, uh, and Jameson Williams. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I just, I just think a lot can change. It's, it's tough to project next year's draft when we haven't even gotten to this year's yet. But 
We'll Washington see. even would have been better using a second round pick on Sam Howell or Carson Strong or Desmond Ritter. Yeah, and, and I've seen some yeah. mocks have uh, Matt Corral falling to the second round too. Like it's very possible. The only one that I really see consistently going in the first round is Malik Willis at this point. And I think uh, Kenny Pickett going the first round too. Kenny oh, Pickett, Pickett as well. But I, I have seen one that has had Pickett going like thirty fifth or something. Um, I don't know. Like once again, we already we already talked about this. Like well, none of the teams really seem confident in these quarterbacks. So I mean, yeah. the free agency moves are showing that. Like you said, the exactly. trade. Yeah. And then I think the free agency market as well, because we've heard uh, like $10 million a year already discussed for a guy like Trubisky. So, you know, maybe Jameis will get 12 or 15. Mariota's probably going to get like more than that. Like, I mean, you know, some teams. I I think Jameis should definitely, the Saints should want Jameis back. He was really good for them in those like seven games. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but it's going to, you got to understand with the Saints, one thing that's going to be really tough is Sean Payton. Sean Payton. He True. did everything. Um, Drew Brees was on the Manning cast on Monday Night Football, and he talked about how Sean was doing the protections and, you know, the, the calls at the lines and everything for Jameis. And Jameis wasn't doing that, whereas Drew Brees was when he was with the Saints. So Sean Payton not being there is going to be tough because he, he was might, doing but, everything. You know, some of the – he probably learned a lot, I would assume. Oh, for sure. For sure. And, and he, they hired Dennis, Dennis Allen, right? So maybe Sean Payton – maybe, he, like, you know – you have an offense – because who is Sean Payton's offensive coordinator? You would imagine well, Dennis Allen's staff. Uh, well, he had an offensive coordinator, I think, but basically Sean Payton was the offensive no, coordinator. No, I agree, but Dennis Allen's a part, like, was the D.C. for Sean Payton, so they probably have a bunch of the same coaches there. Yeah. It, Maybe the running backs staff. coach, the, the wide receiver coach. For sure. Quarterback coach. But, the you know, Sean Payton in your in your headset is obviously going to help you out. And, and, and I Kansas agree. coming off the major knee injury as well. And he got hurt in week five, yeah, so. Yeah, but Sean Payton's so also retired. I feel like Sean Payton would, like, kind of be, like, willing to, like, come in and like share like i'm sure sean payton will still be like around the team i think he was really just sick of coaching like like in all the the stress of it because he well, said he wants to come back soon. Taxing. like he said he wants to come back soon he's not retiring he's just taking a break so he'll the be saints, around the saints i'm sure like in the, the saints were also in a tough spot though after breeze left the whole cap situation the past couple of years has been brutal i mean this year yeah, they're they another team that's really falling off especially because i don't think teron armstead's going to return i could be wrong on that but they, if they lose him that's a major uh component they started four different quarterbacks this year i mean yeah. and, and, and they're probably going to lose safety marcus williams as well like you know cameron jordan's only getting older they lost trey hendrickson who's turned out to be a massive uh you know he's like a great player so like they, they've just it's been and like same thing with demario davis some of their best defensive players are only getting older and they're going to lose some of their cornerstones with Marcus Williams and, and Teron Armstead. I mean, it's, it's a downfalling roster and Michael Thomas, you know, yeah, we don't even know what's going on, on with him. Yeah. <laughs> Kamara just got arrested. I mean, their whole team is in shambles right now. Wait, what, ha- what happened to Kamara? Like what's going to happen with Kamara? Is he like arrested? Like, I mean, is he going like, to go to jail now? If, like, I don't, I'm sure he'll like, like bail and pay, but I'm sure he'll, he might get suspended for four. Yeah, but, no, but didn't we hear that? Like, like that was a, a crime in Las Vegas that he can go to jail for like three years. Like I could have swore I read like that was like a three. I mean, year it's crime. possible. Like it's I don't because you, you can't like bail out of like a, a jail sentence. You can bail out to like before court. You can like, bail out house. before your sentence. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You can't just like bail out of jail. Like, like oh, just oh, let me pay three million to get out of jail for three years. But um, all right, yeah. Anyways, let's move on to another crazy story in the NFL. Calvin Ridley suspended for one year. Um, for gambling on NFL games. Um, all right, so I'm sorry for laughing, but the reported parlay is honestly a, a little bit funny. Um, he apparently bet a three, a five, and an eight-team parlay. So a three-teamer, a five-teamer, and an eight-team parlay. Um, 
This was believed. Apparently, some people have found out it was the Jaguars Falcons game. He bet on this. This is <laughs> the the Sunday of the ja- the the Jaguars Falcons game, and I believe the Falcons won that game. So people were saying, "Oh, like the Falcons, like he bet on the Falcons money line. Like how how can you do that?" Well, they beat the Jaguars, <laughs> so he did win that bet. Um, it's unknown if he you know won the parlay because he had to get the other two legs or four legs correctly. But I mean, anyways, that that's besides the point. No one really cares about that. Um, the, the big deal is obviously that, you know, he was suspended one year for only betting $1,500. Um, you know, he tweeted, he doesn't have a gambling problem. It was only $1,500. Um, my personal opinion is that the punishment of one year is extremely harsh, like a one year punishment that to me, look, I know people say, Oh, the integrity of the game. Oh, the integrity of the game. Like, dude, he wasn't even playing like, okay. Like big deal. And, and look. I think a four to six game punishment would have been fine, especially when there's like domestic abusers, like, like literally like, like Kareem Hunt will just kick a girl. Oh, four games only like Tyreek Hill, like beat up his wife. Like these, like there's domestic abusers who only get four, six game penalties while, you know, he gets 17 games for betting on a, a game he wasn't even involved in. He bet on his team. He, he didn't like bet on his under receiving yards. He didn't bet like it's not like he was going out there and like literally running backwards and like betting on his under receiving yards or like like he bet on the Falcons to win and you you saw him tweet I couldn't even watch football anymore so my theory is that he was he didn't want to watch the Falcons so he he needed to put like an incentive to watch the game like that's my thought he needed to have like an incentive to watch the game like so let me throw some money on the game. That was my thought when I saw like the tweet. I don't think he like did it like, oh, to win money or to have this big gambling scheme out there. He doesn't need money. The reality of it is also every, uh, okay, I'm not going to say every, I, I think a lot of NFL players bet. They're just not dumb enough to you put, think, you, know, you think a lot, you think a lot of NFL players bet on sure, games? For sure. Oh, I mean, because the they're allowed guy, to play fantasy football and that's like ben, similar. Yeah. The guy, Ben Albright tweeted literally. You know, he was really was just dumb enough to put the name in his account. A lot of NFL players, I'm sure, bet if they use a public sports book and use somebody else's name. I mean, uh, like you can use your friend's you know, account. You, you yeah, can exactly. Like, account. come on, listen. It, it, I understand the whole integrity of the game argument, but the NFL's, um, you know, you know, idea around these suspension makes no sense. Like you said, there's domestic abusers in the NFL who get suspended for four games. Like, it just there's no like clear set standard for what the penalty is for all these things and i think they're probably using ridley as an example because sports books are becoming more popular now and uh you know it's being legalized all over the country so i think that's why they're using him as an example because it's kind of the first case that we've seen now that you know sports books are really legalized in almost every state in the country and you know sports betting is popular the, the nfl's even taken on sponsorships with DraftKings and vandals and stuff so I, I understand this but i'm sure a lot of players do it that's interesting seen it on, seen it on twitter i mean you're telling me like back in the day, guys didn't do it too. It's just, you know, it's different now. The guy made the account in his own name. He got caught. He, they're using him as an example. No, it, apparently it was on his phone. That's like why they got, they got him. They, it was on his phone. And like, I don't know because what the, the NFL, sports book in or, Florida got him. Like they found yeah, out. They're all partnered with the NFL now. So they can like track all that information. They tracked him. That's why if they, I'm sure if players do bet, they just text a friend or like a family member or something, but betting on your own phone probably is the smartest thing to do. And it's not I mean, like, I mean, like they sign a contract that says you can't do it, you know? So it's like getting suspended is warranted, but I agree that 17 games is kind of like over the top. It's way over the top four yeah. games. Think about it, dude. If he really wanted to win money, there's, there's 
futures bets where you could do like where will calvin really play in 2022 he can literally just put falcons 40 like 40 million dollars like, oh falcons one million dollars falcons and win a million dollars like dude if this guy wanted to make money he could do under receiving yards run backwards like come on dude he wasn't putting the game at risk he wasn't playing in the game he, like he said he was just doing it to watch the game and he was probably bored like he probably was just like so out of it because especially what he said like I was going through mental, you know, health issues. So he probably was just in a bad state and like, shit, man, I don't, I don't want to watch this game and right I don't really feel like it, but the team wants you to watch the game. So like, all right, I'm sure throw some money on it to make me, you know, watch it or want to watch it. That's what he did, bro. He bet on the Falcons, didn't bet against his team. He bet on his team. And like, dude, it's not like he was betting on his future bet. He didn't know, he didn't have any inside information. You, you think he knew like the Falcons were going to win? I mean, it's an NFL game. You're going up against other guys. If you've ever been on a team in your life, like any, any, even a high school, have you ever been on a high school basketball team? And, oh, you know your team's going to win or lose? No, you don't. You're playing, you're in the game. You, you don't even know if your team's about to win or lose the game. You don't know how good the opponent is. You don't know if they're going to, you know, shoot, you know, a lot of threes that night and make a lot of them. Like, you don't know that stuff. So, like, this whole notion that he had insider information that he knew the Falcons were going to win. How? How exactly did he know the Falcons were going to win? And it's not like he bet on his he went on drafting sports book and bet like, Oh, I'm, be, I'm going to be a dolphin next year. Plus 800. Let me put, let me, let me put a thousand dollars on plus 800 for the dolphins. So it's like a joke. And like, they always say like, Oh, we care about the integrity of the game. What about the dolphins owner who had a hundred thousand dollars, like uh, who gave Flores a hundred thousand dollars per loss. You Jackson said the same thing. They gave him 75,000 per loss. I mean, come on. They do. They give the integrity of the game. That's the worst argument I've ever heard. Like, do they ever like, see the stories that are out there about the NFL and like how, you know, like, Oh, come on, man. Like that's just such, mm, that's, that's just not sitting right with me. The integrity of the game. Just a lack of consistency. I mean, Goodell's not the smartest guy. I mean, no, he's not the smartest guy. He makes a lot of decisions that a lot of people disagree with. Um, but at the end of the day, not being able to gamble is in their contract. So I don't know, maybe that's something that they can negotiate. And then when the, like, the player agreement, when that comes around, I don't know. I don't know if that would ever become a you know, thing. No, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that would ever. But, you know what's interesting, though? Apparently, they're not allowed to even bet on NBA games. So if you're an NFL player, you can't bet on other sports. But yeah, I just no don't understand. Sense. Like, why? Why did they allowed to play fantasy football? Because I know a lot of players, like, they'll draft themselves on their own team. But, and then, like, in that sense, you're also winning money playing fantasy football. So I just, I, I don't know. It, it's a really Because well, fantasy time. football is usually way less money than, like, actual like i mean betting and stuff sometimes and like are they allowed to set DraftKings lineups like are they allowed to do that or no like they can only i don't play know if the they're allowed to do fantasy fantasy. They, to do daily fantasy i'll do daily fantasy like are they allowed to do that because they're allowed to do regular season long fantasy i don't know lineups? i mean probably not i would assume probably not but so, like, that's just like a lack of consistency and it's like why can no because you know what the rule is graph it's definitely you can't place money on your fantasy leagues and they might do it under the table but they're probably okay. not allowed to place money on the fantasy leagues. Okay, different. yeah, but like, let's be realistic. They probably all place thousands of dollars. No, they probably with, do, know. but like, I, it's just so ridiculous. Like, man, it's so ridiculous. Like, they really think that, like, oh, the integrity of the game's ruined when Stephen Ross is giving a hundred k for lo- for losing. Like, oh, that's nice. I that's agree. Nice. And you know, I saw people say Calvin Ridley should be banned for life. Like, I mean, I'm not gonna like ban for. Are you okay, serious? Ban for that's life? Ridiculous. Like. Bro. And if he, if he's one day eligible for the Hall of Fame, if let's say he has he goes on to have a Hall of Fame career, if he's if he really misses the Hall of Fame because of this, 
That's such a shame. That, that's such a shame. If he, he would, I think he definitely would. You think he? Yeah, I mean, he probably would. I think would, they, would, I think they would hold somebody out over something like that. That's like Pete Rose. That's the MLB. That's like what happened with Pete Rose, right? I believe, or mm-hmm. I'm not really too up to date with my MLB knowledge, but I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. All right, let's talk about some notable free agency moves so far that have happened. Mike Williams is staying with the Chargers, three years, sixty million. They still have thirty-one million in cap space, though. And obviously, one of the better rosters in the AFC. So there's still room for improvement. The Titans signed Harold Landry, who just had his best season, five years, eighty-seven and a half million. They just paid Bud Dupree like a year ago, though, and he was obviously not, you know, great. So a lot of money invested in pass rushers right now. Uh, interesting, but we'll see. Then the Seahawks released Bobby Wagner. Obviously, they traded Russell Wilson too, so freed up sixteen million in cap space. Cap space with Wagner's release. Excuse me. Then the Cardinals released Jordan Hicks. Going to get uh, draft picks. You know, more playing time like Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins next year at the linebacker spot. So that makes sense as well. But what do you guys think of this? I think the best move out of all these was, you know, Mike Williams staying with the Chargers. I understand $20 million a year is a lot, but, you know, Chris Godwin staying. um, Devonta Adams is staying. You know, there's not really any other wide receivers as good as Mike Williams on the market. And, you know. Yeah, that's just the going rate for a great receiver these days. I mean, you got to pay $20 million. That's just how it is. And they absolutely needed him back. When I was uh, brainstorming things, when we make our videos for like what we want teams to do in the offseason, I was thinking they got to bring back Mike Williams. And then they did, like right as I was thinking about it. They, they had to. So that's a no-brainer. Um, the Seahawks releasing Bobby Wagner so seems kind of like a respect thing. Like we're rebuilding, but you've been so great for us. So like, don't, like you don't have to suffer with us. And then – yeah, the Jordan Hicks one makes sense, too. Um, he was great for them last year, so hopefully they're uh, young guys. I, I get why they did it, but, you know, they really are banking on their young guys to step in and really uh, play really well because that's what Jordan Hicks did last year. Yeah, I mean, uh, just for some of these, like Mike Williams, I, I like the move to bring him back. Um, $20 million seems like a lot, but the Chargers had a lot of money this offseason, um, so I'm not really too worried about that. Three-year deal um, – kind of on the shorter side, right? I don't think it's like a five-year deal. So I'm not like too mad at that. I think that's a good deal. You know, obviously you want to keep, you know, the weapons for Herbert and stuff like that. Um, as for, you know, Bobby Wagner, this one's kind of like, I don't know, it's it's confusing, but it's not because like, I understand why they did it. Like they wanted to, you know, kind of do it out of like Bobby's, for Bobby, like do it for Bobby, like free him kind of. They don't want to have him like stay stuck there forever. I will say I'm surprised they couldn't trade him though. Isn't it kind of surprising how nobody like you couldn't trade a second like a first you know, round pick for Bobby Wagner? Going back to the respect thing, they probably want him to be able to pick where he goes. Yeah, and he could also technically sign before March 16th, which is the day free agency starts being. Yeah, released. and it's also a cap situation thing because let's say a team right now is negative in the cap. Bobby Wagner had 16 million dollar cap hit. You can't you know pick him up, but yeah, you could restructure around stuff now and figure it out. And that's like you true. said, it was out of respect for Bobby Wagner. They know they're rebuilding. They did the right thing by him. So that's a good move on their part. It's just the right thing to do. And as for someone who put in everything for the organization, it makes sense. Yeah, that's true. It's also going to be interesting to see like what else happens. I know Chris Godwin got a franchise tag as well by the bucks. So that was a, that was a nice move for, you know, them. Um, I think they needed to bring him back. Um, and the tag made a lot of sense just because he's coming off the injury. Um, you know, you know that, you know, you don't want to give him like a four or five year deal, but the tag makes sense. They're like trying him. to work out a long term deal as well because the bucks actually have no cap space right now now that they tagged godwin so if they can figure out a long-term deal they can free up some more cap space to make some other moves because right now they still don't have a quarterback unless they're confident in starting kyle trask or blaine gabbert i think with I a roster think of a lot of veterans i think that's 
something that a lot of the players won't want. So I think the Bucs will be a team that makes a move for someone like Jimmy G or they draft a quarterback because I don't think who they have right now is going to be starting next season. I think the Bucs will be good though. I think a lot of people are overreacting a little bit. Like the NFC South is very bad. Like it's, it's, well, it's, it's it might be the worst division. It's, it's such a, like, who's going to win the division? Who, who is like the, like the Bucs probably will win the division. I think. They're probably still the best team, although I guess technically the Falcons might have a the Falcons chance. might have the best team. I mean, but Calvin Ridley's now suspended. Like, I mean, it's yeah, crazy. and they're we don't yeah, know. I mean, it, it's it, it that's is by crazy. far the worst. That's a seven and nine team winning that yeah, division. And if the Pan- and if the Panthers get a quarterback, well, like the the Sean Watson, Watson, that might change everything. Yeah, I mean, their offensive line is still bad, but if you can get the Sean Watson, okay, they're, they're they're winning the division. Yeah. If they get Watson. They're winning the division exactly. So I mean, it's wide open. That's why I think Tampa even. You know, work out a long-term deal with Godwin. Even Jimmy Garoppolo, you're getting yeah. to the playoffs. And uh, you have a very good roster around him. So you never know what could happen. But the problem is, too, you got to think about this from the Bucks' point of view as well. They, they had some interesting moves happen on the offensive line. Ryan Jensen is an unrestricted free agent. He actually just had his worst season last year. Ali Marpet retired. Yeah. So, like, that's interesting because those are some of your best offensive linemen. So, and then JPP is going to leave. Joe Tryon, Trianka, they drafted him last year. Wasn't great. You know, I mean, they're they're in a tough spot. Jordan Whitehead might leave as well. He's one of their best tacklers. Like, it's it is interesting, and Godwin's going to miss some time. There's no way he's going to be ready for the regular yeah, season. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, let's move on to the NBA portion. We've got one topic: the Sixers and Nets play tonight. Uh, this has obviously been something we've been waiting for for like a month now. Ever since that big trade went down, we saw Ben Simmons get heckled by some fans outside of the hotel. Um, so he's going to be sitting on the bench, but not at the game or not playing in the game. I saw Steve Nash say he he wanted Ben Simmons to be there at the game so that he can get used to being heckled because that's just probably going to happen the rest of his career. So it's probably a good thing to get it out of the way now. Um, and then um, for those who watched the last time they played, KD and Embiid kind of got into it. So there might be some like beef. I think this game is going to get a little interesting, a little heated, uh, especially because James Harden, Kyrie is going to be playing. So it's going to be really interesting. No, there's not beef though between like KD and MB. Like I think even I after that but little, do, but do you think there is between Harden and Kyrie? Potent- potentially, no. but that scuffle with KD and MB. Like they remember after the game, they said like, "Oh, I have so much respect for KD. Yeah. I have so much for MB." Like they, they were all cool after that. I'm pretty sure KD was just on a podcast. I just saw a clip. Yeah, no, yeah, he said like MB is like generational or something. Yeah, MB right? was generational. Yeah. How now we could turn this game into you know Shaq and Hakeem Kobe, and yeah. all that. So. They have a lot of respect. I think it's just more of a heat of the moment thing because that happens, obviously. Yeah, but, but then as for – oh, go ahead. Harden and Kyrie, I, I don't think they have any bad blood. I think it was just kind of just a tough situation, and, and that's ultimately how they split up. I don't think there's any bad blood, though. I agree. Like, I think I even saw, like, James Harden's Twitter. I was, like, just looking back at some of his tweets. Like, him and Kai, like, exchanged, like, tweets back in January saying, like, I love you, brother. Like, I think, like, I don't, like, know if they hate each other because – like a lot of the old tweets, like I know, I know twi- tweets like don't really like, you know, sum up a friendship, but it seemed like they were on good terms. Like when they were playing together in that road trip, I think when they beat, um, who did they beat on the road? Like San Antonio, when they both got like 35 points, like they were like, oh, like, like I, I love like Harden. Like I love, I love Kyrie. Like Kyrie's like amazing. Like he's like a master. He's like a master at this. Like he's like a, a, a artist. Like, I don't think there's any bad blood between those two. Um, I think, obviously, I mean, come on, let's just get right to it. The main thing is Ben Simmons returning to Philadelphia. Um, now, I will say this, though. I, I believe Sixers fans are being a little bit all talk in the sense that they're saying, oh, oh, we're going to do this. We're going we're gonna to throw all this. Ben Simmons, oh, you're going you're gonna to be screwed tonight, Ben. You're not going to be able to do anything. You're done. 
Like, dude, I guarantee you nothing's thrown at him. Nothing. Okay, maybe some chance, but like, okay, chance. That's not like nothing's gonna happen tonight. There, there might be a, a few like, oh, like F Ben Simmons, like, like, but like that's it. There's not gonna be a water bottle thrown at him. Like, let, come on, let's stop with that. Nothing's gonna happen. Philly I mean, fans are just they're they're just all talk. I mean, that's where yeah, they are right I, now. Listen though, look what happened to Trey Young just from the Knicks series versus the Hawks. I mean, someone spit on him just in that series. They pissed him yes, off. So I think since then, the NBA, like I said, like, we're arresting you from now on. Like, like the NBA yeah, so is kind like, of that serious now. But, I mean, I still – you got to understand, in, in a sense, so people in the heat of the moment in situations, they – stuff changes, especially when alcohol is involved at a stadium. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> – listen, I understand it's wrong, and people are saying, like, please don't do it, but you never know what could happen come the point of the game, and people start chanting, and people get riled up. You know, it happens. It's a sports game. But – People need to think before they act because, like you said, you can get arrested now. You can you could actually really hurt somebody with that too. You can knock yeah. somebody's eye out. Like it's just, and he's not going to be playing, so his name's not going to be announced. He's going to stand up during timeouts and go by the huddle. I mean, it's not it's not like he's yeah. But I everybody. think him sitting down actually like puts him at a disadvantage because, let's say a fan courtside wants to throw a water bottle, free access. I mean, because he's sitting there the entire time. In the I, seats, I disagree. Like, I think you get heckled more when you're playing. Like whereas at every time you touch the ball, you get booed. If you make a basket, if they say basket by Ben Simmons, they say like, fuck you like that. Or they, yeah. they say like, like Ben, like Ben sucks or something like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think it'd be worse if he was playing and let, let's just say he was playing well, especially like, I, I think they'd be in his head or he airballed a shot. He threw a ball out of bounds. They wouldn't stop. He's going to be sitting on the bench. There's going to be a game going on. You know, for all we know, Philly is going to come out and win or, or the Nets are going to play well. So it's going to be less attention on him. But like you said, in a sense, then there's also more because he's sitting down the whole time. If there's a fan courtside who's crazy, it could get ugly because, like you said, the, the spitting, like obviously we don't like dude, nobody that, that's like just yeah. so wrong. But like there could be a scenario, yes, that he is spit on just because he is sitting down, he's not moving around. I, I really hope that's not, and I don't think it will happen. I, I think a lot of people say it will, but I really do think the securities will be on lockdown tonight. I don't think nothing's gonna happen, you know. Um, the, the security knows that they plan for this. I'm sure there'll be like tons of guys surrounding Simmons, tons of guys like near, like pretty much like blocking him off in the crowd. I think like he'll be like blocked off. Like I don't, I don't think we'll, we'll see anything too crazy. Mm-hmm. But then, I mean, just, just real quick. Um, Do- I want to get your thought, guys thoughts on this. So Doc Rivers said that Ben Simmons um, deserves a tribute video in Philly. Now this is obviously like an interesting topic. I don't think personally he does. Um, I, I think it's like pretty obvious he doesn't just because of how the the relationship I let's compare it to a marriage like the relationship ended between the two um, it was very sour but I, I guess I kind of understand the uh, the other argument where it's like his credentials his credentials you know warrant a tribute video but it's just the, the way things ended I don't think he will get one but what do you think of Doc saying he does deserve one yeah so the way I view it is it's kind of like how much are you embraced by the city? I mean, I think kind of what Ben Simmons did for Philly, like the way I think of it is kind of like what Joakim Noah did for Chicago, like a few time all-star. He was pretty good. He helped the team win some games, but you know, he wasn't like the best player ever, but the difference is Chicago loves Joakim Noah. So when he came back, like there were videos, like they hate Ben Simmons. There's just no way around it. So I think that's what dictates whether or not you get yeah. a tribute video, you know, because like everybody's going to be booing the whole time. That's, that's a good just, point. Yeah. That, that's my view on it. 
you can't. You just can't. Like you yeah. said, the way it the way it ended and they'll like take the, some guy will like run at the camera guy, like take him down, like, like tackle him or something like that. They'll start throwing shit at the Jumbotron at that point. Like they just can't. They can't, they can't do that. They know no. that they can't. But like you said, like someone that's beloved like that, like Joakim Noah makes sense. But Ben Simmons, they they hate him. They can't stand him. It's I mean, even like, like Col- Nick Collinson. The yeah, Nick Collison. Like, like the, dude, yeah, he exactly. sucks. He's like his jersey retired. <laughs> that, that's what I'm saying. It's jersey more about your impact, like in, in the city, yeah. and like how much the fans embrace you. Really, I'm sorry, but like I can't stop laughing at the fact that he got his jersey retired. Like his 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 jersey's up in the rafters. Averaging I know. Two I think points that's a a number four. I'm pretty sure. It is. Yeah. Can never wear number four for OKC. <laughs> yeah, that's a joke. Like, sorry, no disrespect, but like, I mean, come on. Like, I think that should be reserved for people who like were all star caliber guys, but. You know, whatever. I guess it's more so of the fans. I, I understand. It's more like the fans and how much they love you. But. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's move on to talk to us Thursday. Um, as always, we'll answer five questions. Um, obviously, you know, probably a lot of questions we've already talked about on today's episode. Um, but we'll start things off with our man, Robbie454. Is Jason Tatum a top 10 player in the league right now? Um He's always been borderline for me, borderline. but he's helped his case in the last few games. That's for sure. I would say like he's probably behind. Like like let's look at the like the top five is probably Giannis, Jokic, LeBron, Curry, and I'm missing one other. Embiid. Uh, it's Embiid, right? So Embiid is at the fifth. But I feel I feel like I'm missing one other great Luca, like six, Harden yeah, like seven, Luka, Harden. I, I, I'm like right eight, oh, wait, there. K, KD, we, eight, KD's eight. Like the KD's a top five guy. I wanted he's to in that yeah, board, probably. He's in that so borderline he, conversation with a guy like John Morant and DeMar DeRozan, in my opinion, right now. Mm-hmm. I think that's but fair. I, I don't like after that. There's probably maybe there's others we're missing, but yeah, if if we're not missing anyone, like John DeRozan, come to mind as well. Like with Tatum, because you put him ahead of a guy like Anthony Davis Kyrie. for sure. Um, you know, like guys like that, you'd put him ahead of so. But um, yeah, I mean, like like we said, like the, there's like a top seven that's like really secure. Like to me, the top five players in the league are Giannis, uh, Curry, LeBron, KD, Jokic. I mean, that's my top five. And then I think like Embiid um is obviously in that conversation as well with like you know Harden and Luca. And then there's mm-hmm. like yeah, after eight, nine, he could be ninth or tenth. I, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, he's right up there with all those other guys. Yeah, like him and John Morant and DeRozan. I think all those guys. I think we're definitely missing them. somebody, right? But I mean, we might be, but who knows? We might be. Um, let's see, uh, what would, uh, I mean, th- that's a tough question to answer. What would you as the Browns GM? I mean, oh, I, I have it right here. Actually. Question, but so we, we actually, off, yeah, we worked on that. Uh, this morning. I'm going to make the video about it yeah. today. All right. But, let's, let's hear it, Frank from Blazing so Productions. It was starting off with Garrett Wilson, taking him in the draft. You, you really need a wide receiver one. You don't have one. Hey, Garrett man, Wilson's great. Especially then, with Landry. Cutting uh, Austin Hooper because you just franchise tagged uh, uh, Njoku. He's going to make $10 million this year. There's no reason to have both. Then, obviously, extending Denzel Ward. He's the best corner on your roster. He's top 10 corner in the NFL. Bring back Clowney on a short-term deal. You need a pass rusher next to, you know, Miles Garrett. You don't need to pay him much. He already knows the system. He's been there for a year. And then try and sign DJ Chark. You know, you really don't have any receivers, especially with Landry. You have nobody on the outside. That whole three tight end thing doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You need wide receivers. Yeah, that was a major issue last year, too. They, yeah. You could just tell. And, you know, um, as much as we hate Baker, he did throw the ball, you know, down the field a lot in Oklahoma and pretty well. You know, mm-hmm. why not change something up? Obviously, what you were doing on offense wasn't working. So get, mm-hmm. get him some playmakers. Let's see what the guy can do. 
Yeah. Because then if you get another quarterback, what is he going to do? He has nobody to throw to on the outside that gets separation. Mm -hmm. Also, assuming we were the Browns GM, I would not have franchise tagged Njoku to begin with, but that's already been done. So definitely got to move on from Hooper now. Terrible contract. Mm -hmm. All right, let's move on to, let's see, our next question that come from, um, let's let's do this. What so if you're the Falcons, are you pressured to draft the wide receiver now without really like look at the wide receiver room? They don't really have like a, a standout guy. Kyle Pitts obviously is like a tight end who plays receiver. Like he was lined up wide a lot of the times last year. I think like 25%. Like he was lined up wide a lot. Mm-hmm. But do you look for that true wide receiver one without Ridley for a year or no? Yeah. I mean, even no matter what you consider Pitts, even if he is a receiver, you still need a receiver, um, whatever he is. And yeah, you definitely need to. I don't know if they want to draft somebody kind of in that weird tweener spot where I don't know if the receivers are going to go. But once again, like, like we just said for the Browns, I think DJ Chark might be a guy that kind of goes under the radar here. You might be able to get him for cheap because I still think he's a really talented player. I think too second round is possibly a target. You have Russell Gage and Cordero who are free agents. Russell Gage, you can bring back solid Cordero can place receiver for some snaps, but they, you know, the Falcons are a team with a lot of holes. So I think honestly, just going best player available in all rounds and then playing out your roster from there is the best thing to do at this point. Mm-hmm. All right. So now we got a pretty interesting one. I'm actually excited for this question. Um, let's do a quick NBA MVP debate and this will wrap up our episode. Um, oh, I'm gonna, I'm going with Jokic. I'm going Jokic. I mean, come on, he's kind of separated. Himself. I can't lie, like especially the last two weeks post All Star break, it's kind of hard to argue against Jokic now. Um, I wouldn't be upset if Embiid won it, and I, I keep saying Giannis too. I wouldn't be upset if Giannis won it, but Jokic has to be my front runner right now. Yeah, me too. I think they're the sixth seed right now, though. So, no, I think they're they have like the same amount of wins as the they have the same amount of wins as the Sixers, though. Yeah, they have the same. Yeah, they're in Jokic is like won more games than Joel and Giannis have. Mm-hmm. I think that one game against the Pelicans where he scored 30 in the fourth quarter in overtime. That was ridiculous. Like, that's just like the, the cherry on top ultimately, unless he, you know, gets hurt, God forbid, or... or, or yeah, they're, they're tied with Dallas for the five seed right now. But like, I don't know. What if Philly makes like a run all the way up to possibly potentially the one seed though? You think any... But what if Denver does? I don't know. But like once again, like they have the same amount of wins. It's like if they both win like 48 games or if, if Philly only wins like four more games, I don't really think that moves the needle. Yeah, Denver literally has the same amount of wins as Philly and only two less in Milwaukee. And like the way mm-hmm. I see it is like the second best player on Denver. Who Who is the second best player on Denver? Aaron, Aaron Gordon. Gordon. Yeah. I mean, come on, you have two all-stars in Milwaukee. Tyrese Max is playing like an all-star in Philly. I mean, with Tobias Harris, who's also an all-star caliber guy, like James Harden. It's not even close. I don't even under, understand how you can like make an argument for any other guy, especially when you look at the, the the statistical categories. Jokic has like thirty categories where he leads the MVP race in, like thirty. Yeah, I saw that as well. And like Giannis is like eight, and Embiid's like four or whatever. It's something crazy. Like I mean, it's not even close. And, and Jokic should win the MVP. Um, if he doesn't, I think Giannis would be that next guy. Honestly, though. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's close though that's close between him and, i think those three though are kind of in that race maybe yeah, job for me I, it, I don't know. It's, it's all the defense though like especially we talk about that pelicans game he had like two really big blocks too and he had another game winning block of, like a, a week or two ago like he so he's just been really active defensively and he's been making big plays when it matters and he has those mvp moments so i think it's him for sure like the like, what was it last week too he he, had, he almost had a triple double but he had, he didn't have enough points because he didn't like shoot the ball the entire game that was yeah, unbelievable. He, you know he has like some, some of the rebounds like thirteen assists 
It was ridiculous. Eight, point, eight points, 18 boards, 13 assists. Yeah, it was it was like absolutely ridiculous because they, like, they know, won he, by he so much. He doesn't play for numbers. Like Jokic does not play for numbers. Well, he, no, he I know. Plays the right way. Like I mean, like he just. Yeah. His, like, him, I don't consider him a triple-double hunter because I feel like everything he does comes naturally throughout the course of the game, and when he does it, it it's for a purpose. You know, when you watch somebody like Russell Westbrook, a lot of the stuff he does feels forced. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, it's interesting, just, though, because Russell Westbrook's record I mean, with the triple-double is better. It's interesting, though, because he does have a way better record when he records one than he doesn't, Russ. I mean, sure, but I, I don't buy into that. stats like that. What is it? Causation is not co- – correlation is not causation or something like that. Like, I just don't see how – if. Russell Westbrook has nine rebounds. They're less likely to win than if he has 10. I really think that's like well, a very. I mean, because the odds are it's a, it's probably the difference between like a six assist game and an 11 assist, assist, uh, 11 assist game. That's like probably what yeah. it is like oftentimes, not nine and 10. But um, yeah, like Jokic, you guys hate me for the advanced stats all you want, but like even base stats, bro. I mean, look at any base. Yeah, stats his, his base stats are enough. Yeah. And then you can look at like any defensive metric you want to look at, even just watching the Nuggets, like defensive. That, like, yeah. Just like That's he's exactly been it. lights out defensively mm-hmm. this year. He's honestly like been one of the best defenders in the league. I, I came out of kind of not nowhere because last year he was a good defender as well. But this year his defensive players just honestly increased even more, um, taking on more responsibility just because especially too Denver doesn't really have um, the best like defensive. They have Aaron Gordon, but like the defensive wings they have, it's honestly impressive what he's able to do considering like, a lot of the times, you know, guys will blow by those wings and those guards are small because they have small guards like for Sundo, mm. like they have some small like Bones Highland, who's like a six foot like, guard who he's a good shooter, he, you know, can shoot the ball, but small guard, Austin Rivers, small guard and being able to be a center and have the, the Nuggets as a top 10 defense with a lot of small guards and Aaron Gordon's a great wing defender, but outside of that. A lot of smaller players. So in order to anchor a top 10 defense, that's very impressive. So I, I think he's the lock at this point. But that's going to be it um, from the Sneaky Sports Podcast, episode 112 on this Thursday, March 10th, 2022. Um, real quick, rate or review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Um, also, the Knicks, I want to tell you about them right now, real quick. We're, we're turning the season around. Three-game win streak. Um, about to go for four on, on Friday night versus Memphis. Um, it's happening. Beating Ja, um, beating the Nets on Sunday. And then we go to an easy stretch where we play the, the Blazers, the Wizards, and all these um, teams that are out of the playoff picture. So we're looking hot. We're looking good. Um, and I'm just warning you guys for next episode, we'll be back in the play, playing tournament 10 seed. Um, and we'll beat the Nets. All right, peace out, fellas. <laughs>